Greetings, fine gentlemen. I don't have my sweet intro music. I have, I have failed. I have failed the great Assad by not having sweet intro music. <clears throat> Copper star nationalist can't be in here for the stream, but wanted to pop in and declare we will win, my brothers. Inshallah, praise God. Matt, good afternoon, fine sir. Well, it's good to have all you gentlemen uh, popping in, as it were. What a time to be alive. I am back to Studio uh, 2.0 uh, because the sun is currently being Scottish on me. So I don't have that sweet uh, glare coming up, which is frankly, frankly phenomenal. So, Well, gentlemen, I had a phenomenal weekend, great weekend. Uh, went down uh, to Tennessee to uh, go watch the boys play raggers. Uh, unfortunately, we lost by uh, by mere by mere margins that make things very frustrating. It was a it was an intense match. Uh, boys were absolutely uh, <laughs> crushing and being crushed, as it were. Some heavy heavy tackles warms the heart. You know, for <clears throat> for all the gentlemen who have never played rugby or don't know what it's about, there are two types of rugby players: the piano movers and the piano players. I was a piano player, which means you try to avoid the piano movers, but my goodness were those piano movers moving some pianos on Saturday. So all, all good and fun. It's nice to be back in, in an all-male space and uh, being a, a, around the young lads um, is always, uh, it's always good to kind of see where these young young chaps are at, you know, where, where the culture is going for the Zoomers. Um, you know, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. So the other thing that uh, that came up very interestingly enough, um, old Eric Kahn, who you guys should probably all be following, uh, his Twitter and his podcast is really enjoyable. <clears throat> Matt, a great intro song would be, It's a Long Way to Mukambura. <laughs> uh, Rhodesians never die, let me tell you. I'll, I'll actually, I'll probably do that indeed. Cameron, uh, good evening, fine sir. So Eric Khan was uh, chatting on his Twitter just uh, again about uh, moving for uh, for church communities and how, you know, I think it's a it's a huge, this issue of belonging is one of the biggest uh, vacuums right now amongst men in, in the West. You know, we, we don't have churches that are our guys. We don't have jobs, businesses that are our guys. We don't have politicians that are our guys. We don't have spaces, you know, media, cultural, entertainment, whatever, recreational spaces that are our guys. You know, we are living in an occupied cultural space. And so a lot of people, the moment they find a church that is based or reformed or patriarchal or traditional or dominionist, whatever you, you, you're looking at, whatever like our guys is, you're like, oh my gosh, should we move there? You know, because I, I think especially with remote work or even just with, with toxic work environments, a lot of dudes are like, I'm happy to uproot my life and go live somewhere where my family will have friends, where my children will have friends that they can marry one day, you know, where, where the culture, at least on, you know, two to three days a week is not toxic. You know, I can live around people who are my guys, even if it's like three or four dudes, right? That's all we want is like three or four other base dudes who are like, 
you're not crazy? No, I'm not crazy. You're not crazy? No, not crazy. Okay, great. I'll literally move across the country so that we can not be crazy together. You know, it's like it gets to that point. Brian, good evening, fine sir. Andrew, welcome. Good sir. Fascinating uh, time to be alive, but just makes it great when all you chaps are here, let me tell you. So I think, you know, this whole issue of belonging and stuff. And and so anyway, what what uh, what Eric said was, um, you know, there's that fine line between moving uh, to a church that that is, you know, your guys and to digging in and, and reforming wherever you're at, you know, digging into to your place where you are at right now. And, you know, we've spoken at length, you know, Eric and I did a podcast on on the three steps of belonging. Um, and, you know, our whole stream on, on domain and, and authority and hierarchy, uh, and calling and all this kind of stuff, you know, it's really good to, to go through this again, because, you know, so when I'm reading all the replies to, to Eric's tweet, tons of ministry boys are coming in, you know, and they're like, their whole thing is their whole scope of their world is seen through the church as the only domain worthy of work of the Christian man. Every other domain is parachurch. You know, it's like, no, no, the church, church is most important. We must come and work in the church and volunteer in the church and build the church. Um, and whatever happens out there, uh, it's got to happen through the church. And I was complicit in this, you know, for so long, I thought I would, I was a ministry boy, you know, I, I was called to, you know, cause you're like, God, I want to do, I want to live for you. I want to do work. That's, that's matters for you. And so you're like, well, I'm going to have to be a pastor or a missionary, you know, those are, that's like, that's like, uh, the two, the two kind of templates given to you. And, um, and the more you kind of read about the patriarchs in the Bible, the more we are, we, we are, our worldview is, is opened up a little bit, you know, from the church to like, the church and economy. Oh, economy, like, can we, can, can Christians also work in economy to the glory of the Lord, you know? And then like, uh, uh, the bearing of the swords, a ministry. Oh, 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 a government? Like, okay, we've got, all right, we've got a government, we can be in government? Okay, okay, government, government. And it's like, media, like schooling and, and information and teaching and ideas and celebrity and recreation and entertainment, like, uh, okay, like, this is actually the whole world, like all of Christ for all of life. Like, wow. Okay. Like I am the church. I'm going to go. We, we have the psyop where we just go sit in the church in the, in the ministry domain, in the parking lot. And our, either our battery runs dead and we just become deadbeats to the world. Like we're not effective to the world. We're not a danger to any clowns. You know, in fact, we're just, we are afraid of the clowns and we're afraid of the normies. And we just, you know, libertarianism through the church. Or I'm still revving. I'm still gunning. I'm going hard. Like I've got a mission. I want to fight. I'm a bloody bull with raging musk over here. Let's go, boys. The problem is you're doing that in the church. You know, it's a very small little camp with 10 other bulls. Uh, let's go, boys. And you start fighting each other. You start having politics and purity spiraling and you you usurp the crown of the pastor and you there's there's gossip and maneuvering and chicanery and frustration and splitting and because everything's through the church and it's like whoa, whoa whoa chaps you know like one one in 12 you know you look at the tribe the levites like one in 12 are probably going to be ministry boys the rest of us are going to be in these three other domains absolutely crushing for the lord so so yes we come and camp that so 
let me start with the first disclaimer, our first advertisement disclaimer of the day. The church is good. The church is good. I'm not saying that the church is, oh, I just throw the bloody church out. I'm bitter with the church. Uh, bloody. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, no, the church is good, right? The church is good. The church is Christ's bride. The church is Christ's bride. We are the church. We are the bride of Christ. Pastors are good, right? Shepherds of the flock are good, right? It is, it's all through the New Testament. The qualifications for uh, elders, leaders, pastors, deacons, whatever you want to call them. So we're not, we're not debating that. We're saying what happens for the other 90% of guys? What happens for the other 11 tribes worth of guys who are not in the archetype of a priestly boy? You know, who are not called to the domain of studying the word, preaching the word, pastoral ministry, you know, serve service ministry through the church. Like there's a whole nother world out there that, you know, dudes are like, oh yeah, I'm actually a rough man and I have no problem laying down the law and going and doing police work or doing political work or doing uh, farm work or doing name your random work in a random domain of like, that's what I want to go do to the glory of God. Work my gift as unto the Lord and for the service of my people. And it's like, great, go, you know, so the church is a camp, you know, where the pastors get to look after and sanctify the church, us, but the church is not our husband, right? The church is not our husband. We don't come and help the church and serve the church and, uh, sit around the church and and love the church right because we are the church we are the bride so the church is not the church is not our husband right the church is not our husband jesus is our husband right so we the church we are the church are meant to be jesus's helpmeet and homemaker in whatever domain he has put us in in whatever context he has put us in in whatever circumstance he has put us in and he's given us a mandate to disciple the nations to to uh teach people to obey Jesus, right? And I, I love that picture, you know, because a lot of dudes are like, oh, we're the bride of Christ. That's kind of gay. And it's like, yeah, it's a metaphor, chaps. Like, get 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 with the metaphor here. It's saying that Christ is the director. Christ is the Lord. You know, he is the king of kings. We are the kings that he is king of. So it's that, it's that subservient relationship. We are the ones who submit to him, right? That's why it's, it's the bride, right? The bride submits, but not only submits to Christ, we then are his helpmeet and his homemaker. So we are to make Christ's home in our context. You know, that's why David going out to the desert, he doesn't go out to the desert to mope. It's like, okay, this is my new context. I will make this a footstool of God. I will be God's helpmeet and homemaker in this desert to these people. Then Joseph is dropped into a slave organization. And then into a prison and everywhere he goes, he's like, okay, I will make this a footstool of my Lord. I will make this a pleasing place for my Lord. I will be a helpmeet and a home maker. I will make this place, this context, the home of Jesus. And that's not in some like sappy, charismatic, feel good, emotional metaphor stuff. I'm talking about dominion of, of a Lord over an environment. You know, so what is a kingdom? It's where a king's ways are executed, rewarded, uh, worked out by his by his subjects, the people who are subject to his authority. So my encouragement to pastors 
is to take on a, is to let the other three domains into your worldview. The, the church is not, the, the ministry domain is not the only domain, right? And everybody, every Christian is not called to this domain. In fact, it makes your job a whole lot easier because you're like, oh, wait, all these really uh, high value men in my church are not, I, I don't have to be insecure over them taking my place or usurping my throne or me being like, ooh, am I am I honorable enough or, or good enough to, to pastor these guys or whatever? It's like, dude, Donald Trump could work, walk into your church and be like, I would like you to be my pastor or I would like your counsel or your encouragement or your prayer or, you know, all of the stuff. And you're like, yeah, this is my domain. This is what I crush at. I will be your pastor. I will be your padre. I'll be your chaplain. I'll be your right hands encourager and lifter up to Godder. And it's like, Donald, go crush in your domain as to the glory of God. And then when Donald's going, he's like, oh, great. Like, you know, it's this whole thing of what are we doing? We're encouraging men that God loves them. We're encouraging men that God actually has a plan and a purpose for their life to go and be a rough man, to go and be a patriarch, to go and be a man who bears the sword, to go and be a man who bears the gold, who bears the ideas and, and the celebrity and all this kind of stuff. Like, go do it as unto the Lord. And when you wobble and falter and struggle and go through all of life's things, that's where the pastor steps alongside and prays for them and encourages them. You know, it's when Nathan comes to David and he's like, Hey man, I love you. God loves you. Here's a little story I want to tell you about a sheep that was stolen. And it's like, ah, oh, that bastard stole a sheep. Now let me tell you this, this trouble. Yeah. And Nathan's like, yeah, dude, that's you. And he's like, oh, crap, it's me. And it's like, great. Like that was the role of a pastor for a rough man in governance. It's not to come and be like, David, you bastard. <laughs> you know, TGC article about David. Like, you won't believe what David did. Oh, David's a bloody, he can't believe he calls himself a Christian. Oh my gosh, you won't believe. You won't believe the mighty men are not disavowing David either. I can't believe this. I mean, I mean, oh my gosh. You know, it's like, no, no, no. Like the role of, you know, because that's where all the purity spiraling outside of the ministry domain comes in of like, oh, he said he's a Christian. Well, actually, we're going to throw him under the bus and crucify him to the standard of a priest. Let me tell you. I was like, no, 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 you don't crucify to the standard of a priest. You sanctify from your priestly role. You sanctify rough men who are, who are, you know, it's said about David that his heart, he had a heart after God. All these rough men in these other three domains have a heart after God. It's your role as a pastor to sanctify that and to call that to their, to their identity. You know, you're not condemned. You're not, uh, you're not disappointing God. Actually, like God loves you and he wants you to go give your gift here. You know, I'm praying for you. Here's what the Bible says. Here's what, what God thinks about you. Go crush again. You know, pick yourself up from, from your dust and your trash and your ashes and go crush again. God loves you. Anyway, DVG, welcome. Fine, sir. So in all of this, the whole idea of digging into a church, you know, a lot of guys are like, yep, you know, uh, my church is an absolute crap show of liberalism and feminism. Uh, those oaks are just, yes, women preachers left, right, and center. And, <laughs> you know, TGC, uh, actually a budget item, a line item in our budget is actually about 48% uh, of our budget goes to supporting TGC. 
and another you know like whatever the, the you know might as well be with with most of our churches right this absolute you know liberal uh subversion and it's like chaps if you're not on eldership if you are not called to the ministry domain if you do not have honor with the leadership or the the leading elder or pastor or whatever you are usurping the the crown to try and change things there, to try and go about and resubvert that church or whatever. You know, I know we talk a lot about subverting institutions in the other domains. And it's like, well, Scott, how's that not usurping a throne? Because there it's like, you know, not our guy, not our guys. We don't care. We're going hard. But if you're in a church, when you arrive at a church and a pastor is preaching from the pulpit, like, hey guys, here's what we believe. You know, woman actually like, we're okay because like, here's a woman who's preaching and like, you're like, okay, I see like you're, you're explicit with what you believe. It's my fault for remaining under this guy's authority. And if I don't have honor with him, if I don't have authority in that hierarchy, then me trying to subvert and like politic and try and get other guys together to oust the pastor and all this stuff. If I'm not in eldership, if I'm not in leadership, if I'm not an authority or influence, Chaps, you're, you're, you're usurping another man's crown. And that is where it's far better. You know, it's far better to go to the desert. Go to the desert and seek a David or become a David. You know, again, if you're called into the ministry domain, if you've got a call from the Lord or if, you're in, if you have authority, whatever, with men, go and start your own church. Or go find someone who has and go and support him who is explicitly right-wing, explicitly patriarchal, explicitly uh, dominionist explicitly traditional whatever again whatever our values here are in this in this uh, ministry domain but to to dig in you know because it's exactly that man like if if uh and praise god it'll be soon but but you know when i have a church that is patriarchal and traditional and dominionist i will be praying the heck out of my pastor to be gatekeeping and chucking guys out who are usurping you know, chuck guys out who are subverting, chuck guys out who, you know, it's like, hey, sorry, buddy, like, you don't bring that feminist crap here. Like, here's what we believe. You know, this is where we're going to, we're going to start discipline on this. And it's like, yeah, please. You know, and if I hear like some guy, you know, if I hear like some guys like, yeah, we should, uh, we should secretly kick out the based pastor because we need woman representation in this church. I'd be like, okay, buddy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like you don't touch the throne, my man. You're, you're out of here, you know, and it's the same way. It's the same, you know, it's so anyway, to, to think if you're not an influence or authority that you're going to reform a church, like, sorry, chaps, that is, it's not, it's not God's ways, right? You are, you are usurping another man's crown who is explicit about what he believes. He's not, you know, it's not like he's being, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's a long story. <clears throat> Johan, good evening, fans. RJJ and John Noel. Welcome, fine gentlemen. So this whole thing, you know, I think I think the next thing where I think um, Eric was right on his tweet of moving somewhere for a church, it can be, you know, because I've I've considered that many times. You know, I'm like, oh, should I move there? It's a based pastor, <laughs> you know. And it's like, yeah, it's a it's a great thing. But if you move there thinking that the church is all of your worldview. You know, that this church is going to solve all my cultural problems. This church is going to solve all my domain problems. This church is going to solve all my purpose and identity and mission problems. Then you're going to go there and crucify that pastor, that priest, when he doesn't bring you into the promised land. 
So it's it's far more important as men who are not called to ministry to understand, okay, Lord, what is my domain? What have you called me to do to crush at? I probably don't have to move, you know, to someone else's place to start doing that. Or, you know, it's like, okay, can I go do that over there and then get a, a base church community, family, friends, all that kind of stuff? That's great. But far more important than moving somewhere for a church is to first understand, am I doing my mission? Am I doing my domain? Am I making, uh, am I giving my gift? And is my gift making space for me, making room for me here where I am right now? You know, and if, if that's not the case, if like nothing's working and, and it's just an absolute uh, desert season for you, you know, it's like, it's probably a good time to be like, all right, Lord, I, I really thought that you were calling me to this domain or to this institution or to this gift, whatever to do. Uh, church sucks. Community sucks. Like, are you purposefully closing every door to make me move somewhere else? You know, and that's a question you can ask the Lord, you know, so, so then it becomes this thing of like, okay, Lord, where are you calling me to go and work in my domain, to go and, and give my gift? And then it might be like, oh, there's a really based church up there. Can I do my domain up there? Yeah, I can do my domain up there. All right, then that becomes a really good wisdom call. Would you like to come do this domain thing with me, this domain project or this domain institution or work, whatever with me? And you're like, yeah, sounds great. Like that is a far, far better reason to move somewhere and then have that community than putting all the weight of your unfulfilled purpose, your unfulfilled um, identity work onto a pastor, right? I think this is the main reason why why churches struggle so much is because it's like, number one, you know, I got saved. I'm sitting in this guy's church. I'm volunteering. I'm, I'm here. Like, why is my life not, why is there no, why is there no honor and mastery and, and momentum and crushing? You know, uh, am I a second rate priestly boy? Like, Man, like maybe I suck at being a priest and there's condemnation, there's frustration. Or maybe it's the pastor. This pastor is not taking it seriously enough. You know, like now we start. It's just, it's a huge thing when we realize like, okay, chaps, this is not where our life is meant to be focused. If you're a ministry boy, yes. But our life is meant to be focused to our husband, God, Jesus, to be like, all right, Lord, where do you want me to help be your helpmeet and make your home? Where do you want me to go do that? I will subject my life to doing that for you. You know, and for some guys, yes, it'll be the ministry domain. But for the vast majority of us, it'll be the other three domains. <clears throat> and then we get plugged into a good church and we have a wonderful fellowship and we get, what is the role of a pastor? Is to sanctify us and encourage us and disciple us and to uh, to help us be better helpmeets to Jesus in our domain. Praise God. All righty, gentlemen. That was my rant. If you guys have any uh, comments or anything like that that uh, we want to chat about, please feel free because this has just been a 20-minute short rant and uh, I think that's about everything I had on it. Oh, i tell you what was exciting. Old Riley uh, got through editing our, our podcast, so I shared on Twitter our uh, Majesty's Men podcast that uh, – uh, Jared Sparks and myself and Riley uh, did. And uh, let me tell you, it was a banger. I listened to it myself yesterday. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good, chaps. Who, who are these guys? <laughs> and then uh, and then the second episode's up as well, which was with Jared and um, Brian Sauvé. Or if you want to be a bit more French, like Suave, Suave. Um, talking about uh, patriarchy and dominion. So uh, these are things... Uh, 
that are going to be of high value to us going forward. But basically, we've been trying to put together um, a network of guys. It is it's this whole thing of taking Dominion and the other domains, you know. And we've got some <clears throat> we've got some things on the works that that are going to try and take this more institutional and more project wise that that a lot of you guys can actually get involved in. But obviously, for now, we're just laying the framework and and the media kind of side of this. But um, I'll reshare it again on my Twitter. But make sure just to go and uh, give that a listen and. Um, I expect some very big things coming up. You know, I like this whole picture of of old Dave. You know, he has old old Dave Ramsey. He has a great practical discipleship, practical institution building game plan that people can plug into. You know, he's he's not against the church. He he doesn't go around to like be like, oh, I'm stealing your guys. He he realizes the power of the church. The power of the church is to gather men. You know, gather men. So it's like, okay, here's all the men, but they're not crushing in their finances. They're not crushing economically. So I have a plan for them. And because he's not stealing the men, he's discipling them. He's not a threat to the pastors, right? It's actually a benefit to the pastors. It's a benefit to the men. And the men go out and crush economically by following his plan. And so for us, it's it's that same thing. It's like we are at cultural war. We are culturally indebted to institutions that hate us and hate our God. So we are working out a game plan to build institutional power, to build our own cultural sovereignty again through these other domains. But we need to plug it into churches, right? Because that's where all the men are. And so we're just working this whole thing out, you know, at the moment of like, there are huge, there are parking lots filled of dudes with dead batteries who've been sitting in the church for years and years and years who, you know, we just need a, we need to jumpstart those, those bad boys up and get them crashing into their domains. You know, and so that's what I'm just absolutely pumped about. Mr. Max, one of my training mates is named Chauve. And in competition, they always call him Schwave. Schwave. Eh? <clears throat> Speaking of which, uh, Brian has some great, uh, he has set the Psalms to music and you can find them on iTunes. Um, very recommended, highly recommended. So, well, praise God, gentlemen. <clears throat> the rest of this week, uh, we'll be hitting uh, four o'clocks. I do for she. Um, and also, <clears throat> um, going to try to figure out to get some more, uh, podcasts uploaded i'm i'm having some luddite problems with my technology as it were but we <laughs> with god's grace <laughs> lord help me we will make it through well praise god gentlemen and we'll see you all tomorrow and go crush in your domain god bless the priestly boys but don't get caught up in the purity spiraling don't get caught up in one domain worldview uh you know we need to we need to see properly as it were. Bless you, gentlemen, and we'll see you all tomorrow.